0: Hey, Redheads and everyone else listening, I'm Stephanie. I'm Adrienne,
1: and we are dedicating this podcast special to Katava. They are an amazing skincare brand who has been in an H2 bar box in 2021. We were introduced to their brand in 2021, and we're actually speaking with their co-founder, Dr. Justin Gordon, today super excited to talk to him about the skincare products. Now, if you have been following how to be a redhead, if you have been listening to our podcast throughout the years, you know that we are passionate about skincare. And this is the only brand ever that Stephanie and I have ever purchased outside of, you know, we get so many things complimentary sent to us to either test or try. And we have great relationships with brands. And that's one thing that we feel is really a privilege is that we get all of these skincare hair care, body care, lifestyle. So many items are sent to us. And this is the first brand that we sold out from the H2 bar box. And Stephanie and I didn't even talk about it, but we, we saw it in our email. But I had purchased the cleanser and she had purchased the lotion. And this was over the holiday season when things were like really hectic. And I was like, Steph, we need to get them on the podcast and introduce this for 2022 because this is the only brand that we have ever purchased because it's that good. So we are here to talk about sensitive skin. Um, personally, for me, this is Adrian. I've had a little bit of rosacea on my cheeks just from the weather changing, from the heat in the house that like never has really agreed with my skin. And I use Kataba every single day and um I also love their acne it's like the little um stuff I think you have it where you can like just put a spot treatment if you have a little pimple on yeah. there they, their stuff no, is just I lo- I really, really moisturizer good. cream yeah and it's amazing it's plant based um which I really really like cuz I feel like when I was younger and say we would be on like brands like proactive or anything. I mean, they do work, but they are really heavy in chemicals. Your skin can peel. You can have really adverse reactions until you see your skin actually like look good after like months and months. But this is different. This product and the line actually really works for a stable amount of time. Um, and I've just really been enjoying it. I can tell you, I can't, live without the cleanser. It's like really changed my, my acne prone skin. So I'm really excited to talk to him stuff. I know you are too. Yeah.
0: We're super excited to talk to Dr. Justin Gordon. He's a board certified dermatologist and was previously faculty at Stanford university from 2015 through 2021. During his time at Stanford, Dr. Gordon served as the associate program director for Stanford Dermatology's residency, where he educated medical students and residents. He also founded the Acne Specialty Clinic within Stanford Dermatology, and he's the co-founder of Catawba MD. He recently moved to San Diego, California, and he'll be starting his new practice in that area later this year. So let's give him a call. Guess what, redheads? The H2BAR box is now offering a deluxe version of the beauty box sent out four times a year in addition to the monthly box. You now have two options for enjoying the beauty subscription box for redheads. The monthly box is worth $80 plus and the deluxe quarterly box is worth $250 plus. Each and every
1: product is Redhead Friendly approved. Head to h2barbox.com to subscribe and use code podcast to receive 20% off.
0: Hi, Dr. Gordon. So excited to have you on our podcast today.
2: Hi, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to talk with you both and Happy New Year.
0: Yeah, Happy New Year. So let's dive dive right into it. Um, Adrian and I have talked about this a lot. On our podcast, experiencing acne, we both have different stories. Um, Adrian can go on and on; she's experienced more acne um, throughout her years. Um, but why does acne occur, and what are some acne triggers?
2: Yeah, sure, of course. You know, acne is is so common. Um, you know, it's estimated that you know approximately fifty million people in the United States struggle with it at, at any given time, and up hmm, to eighty five percent. of all teenagers at some point in their lives do have to deal with acne, but it's certainly not just a disease of teenagers. Um, Certainly a lot of adults struggle with acne as well. Um, I I did see a study from a few years ago that quoted 12 or 13% of of all adult women still struggle with acne into their later years. So definitely a high number. Um, You know, as common as it is, it's it's more complicated than most people think. Um, Acne is what we call multifactorial, meaning there are multiple things that contribute to it. And what makes one person's acne worse is often different than what flares a different person. Um, but at its core, acne is a disease that affects what we call the sebaceous units of the skin. And a sebaceous unit essentially consists of hair follicles um, and sebaceous glands, which produce oil. And um, in predisposed individuals, these sebaceous units or, or hair follicles and oil glands can get clogged with excess dead skin, uh, which we call keratin, um, as well as oil from the sebaceous unit. And this clogs the pores, which which manifests as whiteheads and blackheads, essentially. Um, and the medical term for these bumps are called comedones. Um, and a secondary, kind of deeper phase of acne will often occur with these comedones, uh, which is called inflammatory acne. Um, this happens when bacteria get trapped underneath all of this dead debris and oil underneath the skin. And then the body's immune system can react to the whole process Um, and a lot of inflammation can occur. And this inflammatory acne, it looks like big red bumps, like, like pustules, or when it's more severe, people can get bigger cysts and nodules underneath the skin. So it's kind of all on a spectrum from more superficial acne down to deeper acne. Um, you would ask about some triggers. Well, uh, genetics for one. Uh, we don't know why, but certainly some people are predisposed to more inflammatory acne through their genes uh, than others. Uh, hormones are another big one. Uh, this is why teenagers often struggle with acne. And the hormones can spike and you can get an increase in oil production and the pores can clog the body's immune response and the, cr- and the skin can go up. And this is also a reason why many young females continue to struggle with acne into their adult years. Um, I don't really love the term hormonal acne since everyone has hormones. Right. Hormones, alone mm-hmm. don't, yeah. hormones alone don't cause acne, but certainly some young female adults do struggle with so-called hormonal acne uh, due to certain circulating hormones and kind of how one's body at the level of the skin uh, reacts to those circulating hormones. Lifestyle can also be a contributing factor. Uh, Applying heavy like oil-based products to the skin can clog pores. Uh, Stress has been shown to increase cortisol levels in the blood, uh, which can contribute to worsening acne. And I guess the last thing I'll mention is diet. Uh, Diet, of course, is is controversial, but there Mm -hmm. is some compelling evidence that really high sugar foods that that uh, I would say high on the glycemic index. So processed sugars um, can really flare acne. Um, and certain types of dairy uh, in recent years have, yeah, have been shown to potentially flare acne, but it's not all dairy. Most of the data is around dairy derived from cow milk, actually. Um, so if, if we are talking diet, I think the the best evidence for for things that worsen acne are high glycemic index foods and then and then cow milk products.
1: Wow. Yeah. You know, uh, before we called you, we were actually talking, and I don't know if St- Stephanie is the one who conversates a lot on email with the brands in the H two bar boxes, but Katava is the first product that Stephanie and I have ever purchased. Just because we love it so much. Um, and so recently, like, I think it was December around Thanksgiving, Christmas that we bought the product and we share, uh, joint emails. So I saw that she purchased from Catawba and then I saw that I purchased too. Um, and I purchased the cleanser because I loved it so much and she was purchasing the lotions. And then we both were like, Oh, this is, we were so excited to talk to you on the podcast because it really works. And, um, This is Adrian, but I have had like the worst acne when I was growing up. And then it gets better. It got better. And of course, now that we know so much about skin, it's much more manageable. But I have to say, this is like the first product, like the first, definitely the cleanser. And I love the spot treatment too. I love the lotion. Um, but it just really Basically works. the whole line. Yeah. <laughs> I actually also, I was just in Paris, um, a couple months ago now and I brought the, um, the sheets, the body and the, the face sheets that you can just like wipe. And I did it but when mm-hmm. I got off the plane And it was just awesome. I just, I love it. And when I see acne products, I'm afraid because my skin is so sensitive and I'm like, Oh my God, it's gonna, I know it's going to help with the pimples, but like, then it's going to make my skin really dry. And this did not do that. And I'm just so impressed by the quality of the entire line.
2: Well, thank you for that. We, I certainly really appreciate the support. And I know that, um, you know, the rest of our our brands uh, appreciates it as well. You know, we really wanted to create something that was backed in science. You know, there's so many cosmetic products out there. And and myself and and, and fellow co-founder, who's also a board-certified dermatologist, Dr. Paru Chaudhry, uh, really wanted to kind of search through the literature and find ingredients that were um, pretty well tolerated um, for people with sensitive skin, Um based uh, often with natural ingredients and then something that actually works. So we did a clinical right. trial to kind of prove efficacy as well. So that's where Catawba MD came from. We're proud of it. And I really do appreciate your kind words.
1: Yeah, no, no pleasure. So going into um, the actual products, um, and we'll talk about the sensitive skin of a redhead too, um, but what I notice when I use the cleanser stuff, I'm sure you feel this way when you use the lotion, is... I guess when I was, when I was, when I was having acne, like, let's just say like last year after the holidays, after like too much dairy or whatever it is, it's usually, I feel like sometimes it's diet for me. Cause I get it like during those times of the year. Um, but I noticed that I would cleanse my skin and like, it really wouldn't work, you know, in terms of actually helping the acne. But then when I started using the Catawba cleanser, I noticed that I just didn't have pimples anymore. I just don't have any, I don't have any. So I was like, wow, maybe I just wasn't using the right cleanser or wasn't like, maybe I wasn't cleansing the right way. Um, could you speak about the actual cleanser and why it works so well?
2: Sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, cleansers are, that's kind of a generic term for, for anything that you would use to kind of wash off any, any part of your body. Um, you know, there's, there's different reasons to use different types of cleansers and there's certainly no one size fits all for everybody, but for people that, that struggle and have acne prone skin, uh, looking for a cleanser that has something that can gently exfoliate the skin Mm. and kind of remove that dead skin that I was talking about a few minutes ago called keratin from, from the pores, open that up. And when that happens, um, You're less prone to breakouts. So our cleanser uh, contains um, 1% salicylic acid, which we derive naturally from willow bark extract, uh, which not every salicylic acid cleanser on the market uh, does. In fact, many don't. Tends to be more harsh synthetic salicylic acid but ours comes from willow bark extract and we use a concentration of one percent uh up to two percent is available over the counter and, and the difference between one and two percent might not sound like a lot but it is double mm. and uh for people that have sensitive skin uh most products are two percent that are out there it can be quite quite drying so with a cleanser uh like ours you get gentle exfoliation opens up those pores and that whole kind of immune process underneath the skin where bacteria gets trapped and inflammation happens is less likely to occur because the skin is, is, is basically uh, less clogged. So an exfoliating um, ingredient in a cleanser uh, can be very effective. And for people that struggle with sensitive skin, wash off products like a cleanser, tend to be more tolerable than leave-on products, which can have a uh, longer contact time with the skin, and therefore the ingredients can cause more irritation. So uh, there are certainly reasons when to use leave-on products versus wash-off products, but for those that struggle with sensitive skin, sometimes something that's washed off like a cleanser um, is, is a little bit more mild. And then sometimes for people that struggle with inflammatory acne, so antimicrobial, uh, which means it kind of uh, decreases bacteria on the skin, and anti-inflammatory. Now, the most common one available over-the-counter that's FDA-approved is called benzoyl peroxide. Super common, uh, and it can be very, very effective, uh, but it can also be quite irritating in some people. So other things that are a little bit more mild are are sulfur-based products, Uh, products with uh, dilute and low amount of tea tree oil, which can be antimicrobial, um, glycolic acid, uh, to name a few.
0: I know, I know. Adrian and I are always talking about ingredients and how important they are when you are picking and choosing products for your skin. Because we know everyone has different types of skin, but it's like what you said earlier, you know, not one size fits all. But it's important to know that you're using the right ingredients for whatever you're trying to maybe you have acne or you have sensitive skin or rosacea or, you know, there's so many skin concerns out there. Um, but tying along with sensitive skin, um, redheads are known, you know, throughout all of our, um, years doing how to be a redhead. We've talked to a lot of dermatologists and skin experts. Um, and they've said to redheads are known to have extremely sensitive skin. And obviously we always tell them about your brand because, as Adrian mentioned, we love your line, but, um, what kind of advice or how could a redhead go about treating their acne?
2: Yeah. You know, whether it's using our brand or or any products that are out there, um, you know, my recommendations for for anyone with sensitive skin would, would be similar, which is Mm -hmm. start, start slowly and don't overdo it. I mean, I see so many people that wanna jump into an acne regimen and more is not always better. Um, skin irritation is another trigger for acne. So um, if you try to over exfoliate or remove everything at once, you're actually gonna make things worse. Those with sensitive skin should really try to allow their skin to slowly get acclimated to new ingredients in any products over, over many weeks. and. Uh, in my opinion, that can be a better strategy. You know, For example, if you're starting a new wash or a new cream, consider starting it maybe two or three times a week at the beginning. And a little bit goes a long way. Often, you know, we say a small pea size for the entire face. And over time, gradually increase. And that could be two or three times a week for the first couple of weeks. And then you go up to every other day for a period of time. And then, if and you know, only if there isn't too much redness and irritation, you can increase it, you know, to daily, depending on what the product uh, instructions are. And some people with sensitive skin can't make it to daily application, and that's okay. There are certain products out there, specifically these ones that can exfoliate, where you can have good results using it just a few times a week, and that's okay. It can still be effective. So I would say the main thing is just really listen to your skin and. And it's way better to go slowly and titrate up over time than to overdo it at the beginning. Another tip uh, is to moisturize. You know, people think that bringing moisture to acne-prone skin is bad, and it certainly can be if overdone. Um, However, dry skin can trigger inflammation and make acne worse, and many acne products are drying. So therefore, incorporating a gentle, like what we call non-comedogenic, which means it doesn't clog pores, moisturizer, uh, can really help when using drying acne products, um, and help kind of balance the skin.
1: Yeah, I can I can totally relate to um, the whole moisture situation because I think that was actually my like aha moment like seven or eight years ago. I started actually incorporating. Lots of moisturizers and then like different kind of serums and different kind of oils. And of course it has to be a certain kind, but I noticed that I didn't have any breakouts when I was actually moisturizing my skin. And I thought, oh my God, all those years, was I drying out my skin and making it worse, but thinking I was Mm -hmm. making it better. You go through all of these like mental thoughts when you have pimples or acne. It's such a, it's so much more than just a skin concern. You know, it is like a mental thing too.
2: Oh, absolutely. It affects people's quality of life for sure. And it can be very frustrating, and it it, it can change over time. Your, the, the quality of your skin and how much oil it produces and how dry it can get, um, changes as we all get older and certainly climate and seasons can have an effect as well. The, the colder, drier months can, can be more drying than, than others. So there's a lot of ebb and flow to this and, uh, certainly understand for, for people that, that struggle with their skin, have sensitive skin, acne prone skin, it, it can absolutely be frustrating.
1: No, it totally can. Um, so, you know, every time we're talking to a dermatologist, um, and we'll conclude with this too. But we always like to pick their brain on like what they would do because you're obviously the skin expert. You look at your, you look at yourself in the mirror every day too. Um, so two questions, I guess, if you could pick one product um, to combat acne, what would it be? And if you have a pimple or zit, what do you do?
2: Yeah, so I, I'm pretty boring and simple when it comes to my skincare <laughs> regimen, I, I I think that most people overdo it, as I was saying, a little bit, which can can dry out the skin. Saying that, of course, I I do use some things. I... I, I, I think that something that gently exfoliates the skin is, is the number one thing that mm. that I add to my regimen. So whether that's a gentle cleanser that has an exfoliating ingredient like salicylic acid or whether the skin can tolerate a leave-on product um, like a retinoid. Um, and retinoids are best used at night uh, because they can increase a little bit of sun sensitivity. Uh, I'd say that category um, is probably the most common used acne-fighting uh, ingredients. Um, so for me, that's up there. And then uh, sun protection, I always, always use um, yeah. for, for, for a lot of reasons. Obviously, you want to minimize risk of sunburn. Um, and then sun can um, predispose to premature wrinkling, which You know, people of course don't want, but for those that struggle with acne, if you have some blemishes and then there's a lot of sun exposure, that can leave hyperpigmentation for months afterwards. So, layering on during the day uh, a very lightweight, um, non-comedogenic sunscreen product, uh, preferably something that's a little bit moisturizing to combat the exfoliating ingredient. Um, can be really, really effective as well. So, you know, there's a lot of other things that sometimes I will incorporate or I'll recommend to my patients depending on the season and how dry the skin can get or if there's other um, concerns at play, whether it be eczema or people that struggle with hyperpigmentation, fine lines and wrinkles. Um, You know, acne-prone skin is just one component of it, Um, but something that is exfoliating and something to bring sun protection and moisture back.
0: Yeah. And I love, um, before you wrap up too, I know that you mentioned easing into certain products and ingredients and that's, and then you you did mention retinol and Adrian and I were actually talking about retinol before, um, giving you a call. So that's a product too, that you have to ease into it, right? Especially if you have sensitive skin.
2: Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that piece where I was saying to start two or three times a week and then gradually increase, uh, as tolerated, absolutely applies for retinoids.
0: Right. Right. I know we were just talking about how we've tried numerous brands and I actually tried one recently and my skin started to peel. And I was like, I think this is normal, but then I've tried other retinols where that didn't happen. So I guess it just depends on the strength of the retinol, right?
2: Well, strength of the retinol, um, is probably the number one factor. Uh, yeah, and then also sun exposure. So if you put it on and get some sun, you can maybe predispose to sunburn, which can peel, or also time of year. As I was saying, in the colder, drier months, your skin is just more sensitive, and yeah, you can use the same, concentra- same concentration of a product, but maybe get a more robust reaction. But yeah, the concentration would be the number one thing.
0: Yeah, I know, but it is it is such an amazing product. But I know, um. Yeah, this has been so informative, Dr. Gordon. Thank you so much. And thank you again. I know that we've already said our praises for your skincare line, but seriously, it is by far, Adrian and I have tried so many products, especially acne focused, and it's our number one favorite product ever.
2: Well, thanks again for the kind words. We really appreciate the support. And it was my pleasure talking with you both today.
0: Yeah, thank you, and Happy New Year.
2: Happy New Year to you both.
0: Guess what, Redheads? The H2 Bar Box is now offering a deluxe version of the Beauty Box, sent out four times a year, in addition to the monthly box. You now have two options for enjoying the Beauty Subscription Box for Redheads. The monthly box is worth $80 plus, and the deluxe quarterly box is worth $250 plus.
1: Each and every product is redhead friendly approved. Head to h2barbox.com to subscribe and use code podcast to receive twenty percent off.
0: Adrian, I still think about those days where you would come back from swim practice or something and you'd have acne on your on your back and
1: face. Oh my God. The, you know what? Looking back, the chlorine was the culprit.
0: Yeah. And- oh totally. And when I, I wish we had someone like Dr. Gordon, we didn't really go to a dermatologist as no children. One, no one ever
1: told me that the chlorine was causing my skin to have and so to many moisturize. Problems. You know, and I think back for anyone who like I never ever have talked about this before, but I swam competitively when I was like ten years old. And then I quit in high school when I was like sixteen. And I look back and I'm like, Oh yeah, of course I quit at sixteen because um, you know I have like long curly hair that's really thick and I had to like constantly do my hair and I was like god did I quit swim because of beauty and then I look back and I think it was a mix of that which is really funny the fact that I just wanted to like have fun with my friends but the acne the chlorine the chlorine after being in the pool day after day for like six seven years in a row I just remember and especially living in Rhode Island and um, that cold weather, I just, and I didn't, and I was afraid to use moisturizer at that time because mom and dad, right. mom and dad and you never had any pimples, never had any breakouts. So no one knew what to tell me. So mom's suggestion, if she's, yeah, mom listening, has great skin. Yeah. And her suggestion, though, was to go get the Neutrogena acne body wash, which looking back was making it completely worse because the problem was the chlorine. So, yeah. oh Chlorine's my gosh, very harsh on the skin.
0: We've when done I done a think lot of about it, yeah,
1: it. I actually was thinking I was going to talk to you, maybe I'll just talk about it on the podcast, but I was thinking about getting like a laser treatment on my chin because I do feel like no one would ever notice, but I do feel like I have just a little bit of like acne scarring, just a tiny, tiny bit hmm. on my chin from those years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, maybe that's a whole other podcast, a whole other story, but I don't know. Um, you know, when I see people who suffer with acne, I, I'm like, oh, I could give you so much advice. Like for me, it was like stopping things that irritate my skin. Like, yeah, chlorine. I can tell you another thing that really irritates my skin is red wine, which I absolutely love. But I have rosacea when I drink red wine. So mm. I've had to stop drinking a lot of it um, unless it's like organic and like sulfate free. I think the sulfates really bother it. Um, I've had to stop doing a lot of things that... I enjoy to have good skin and especially giving up dairy. I mean, who doesn't like like a piece of cheese? Let's be honest, you know? And yeah, right, I, right. I do notice that if, when I have like those bad pimples, like just like that
0: one oil pimple that you're like, how the hell did I get this pimple? And Oh my God, those are the worst. That's when I don't I'm know eating what's dairy. Worse, the, Yeah. The oil pimple or the ones with the head and the pus. I mean, both ha- suck. I think but. I would rather have the head and the pus because then
1: you can like Oh, see, you're not supposed to pick it. But then of course, like you pick it, you know, I saw this really funny meme the other day on Instagram and it's me. It was like into, uh, two days into 2022 picked a pimple that no one would see. And now I'm going to walk around with a scar for two weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's always happens. If you just don't touch it, I know it will go away in a few days, but then if you touch it, it's there for a couple of weeks. I have something right here on my face. Um, right on my upper lip and I should not have touched it cause I touched it around the holidays and then now it's still a, like a, like a, I, it bled, I think, you know, and then yeah. now it's scarred yeah. it scabbed over yeah. and then now it's still there
1: like three weeks later. <laughs> yeah. You know what really works? And we haven't talked about it, but when you have those little pimples is the dermala patches. Yeah, those are great. They were just in the previous H2 bar box
0: guys. If those you're are really good. I should actually put one. On my pimple right there. Yeah, they're we, amazing. They're pimple patches. So you guys good. have never heard of pimple patches. They're like the easiest thing. They're just I like to do it at night. I put them on. Oh, Me too. Me too. I, I love I it. Rem- yeah. During Christmas, you had one on. Yeah, I, I
1: had one. I had a really bad like little mini breakout on our, our trip up north this Christmas. And mm. yeah, I think it was just a mix of. The holidays, you no know, stress, like just of traveling, the food is different. It's richer. I just yeah. think it's a whole diet thing. Because the minute I get back to like my environment and new, normal and food, time. I don't have any breakouts. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I really enjoy talking to him because when we talk to a dermatologist, I do feel like they're the best ones to talk to, you know, as much totally. as they're the experts. Yeah. As much as you can, can, you know, t- talk to a lot of people who are great at skin who have had experiences like you and I or
0: read articles, mm-hmm. it's nothing. I know you're going to say it's nothing like talking face to face or on a podcast to an actual expert. And he really simplified a lot of stuff. And- well, Because
1: he studies skin, which I find yeah.
0: like amazing. Like
1: I feel like that's one of my goals in 2022 Passion. is like there's so much misinformation online and yeah. you can read something and be like, is that true? Wow. And there's really no, so now I'm just like, I'm sticking to the people who are studying things. So if he studies skin,
0: <laughs> I'm going to listen to use him. Use a certain ingredient. You use a certain ingredient. No, I agree. I think, yeah, with so much out there, like TikTok and things like that, all of these people so, can tell so you much. one thing, but, and guys, honestly, Adrian and I, this, Podcast episode is not sponsored. We no. really love the entire Kit Hava line. Um, honestly, it's amazing. And the the products that we mentioned too, definitely take a look on their website. They've been in how many beauty boxes now? Um uh, two? I think two. Three? I think two. Two. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, their products are just fantastic. And I, you know, personally, if you're listening and you don't have acne prone skin, this is Stephanie, I really don't, but out of the entire line, the spot treatment's great because everyone gets a blemish or some sort of a, a pimple every now and then, whether it is from meant, you know, hormonal or stress or whatever you ate as Dr. Gordon was talking about earlier on the episode, um, or their, their, um, moisturizer, their cream is Amazing. So definitely take a look at their website and want to help us spread the news about the how to be a redhead brand in this podcast. Please give us a five-star review and tell your friends, Redheads, and everyone else to subscribe. You can listen to this podcast directly on how to Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to look at the podcast notes to find links with products mentioned and so much more. Rocket Like a Redhead. Rocket Like a Redhead.